I got that, I got that. Yeah, heard them call me conscious. I ain't think about it honestly. My thoughts too deep to process. So I do this all unconsciously. Finally feeling God blessed. Got a woke off dropping prophecy. Don't take it out of context. Just before, I swear they always sleep. Now they catch the message, yeah. Bet that every song is deep. It's levels in each concept. But I can't just never monotheme. I'm trying to lead this flock for the cause. Not the following people upon the partner. And I wonder why they drawn to me. Once upon a time, I thought to follow up a dream draw Life about these lines, nothing twice about these schemes And like thrice about these insights What I write is like a blueprint for you to comprehend life That's life, I reckon make you shine Never dim it down, even if you live surrounded Where everybody vision clouded Remember staying down ain't quite as good as getting out It's and remember staying down ain't quite as Ay, ay, ay Few believed, yeah Many doubted it was hard for them to think Somehow I'm finally getting out of that set Usually, yeah A vision clouded, but As you can see by now We finally getting out of writing truth Spread love, tell me how you feel about it Got this music from above That's how I know I'm getting out of writing truth Spread love, tell me how you feel about it Got this music from above That's how I, ay, ay. Well, hey, hey, Garnet. What's going on, HV? It's, I do feel, this feels a little bizarre, this, this feeling of being on the other side. I have been on your show a few times over the years. Uh, I first started interacting with you on, on your Alienation podcast and then the Balancing Act podcast, and that's been, it's like been two years. It's been really the entire progression of HV. I feel like we've I've, I've been a guest on your show to talk about like whatever new landscape I've been exploring in, in that moment. So, and you put together this amazing like series, best of, for lack of a better word, all the, all the little hot topics that HB kind of goes into, you put together a YouTube series of all the clips from your show. And I mean, I know that that type of stuff takes a lot of time. You didn't have to do that. I recently shared that with the Patreon audience. I think that I, it's cool to like be able to go for me too to look back in time. It, it was like almost two years ago that I was having these types of explorations, and I look back and I'm like, man, that I, I I was like forming, but it's still it's still where I am today. Like it, it's formative, but still so clearly <laughs> it's the same. You know, my my view really I've, I've expanded, but I haven't differed. You know, I haven't like I haven't varied. I, I feel like once I got this lens. Everywhere I looked looked different, and then, but it was like there was a unifying. I had like this new unifying theory. Anyway, so to watch myself explore that on your show was so was neat. It was like a time capsule. So anyway, welcome to Realize Radio. Rambo is uh, not joining us on this one. He his schedule is really crazy right now, and my schedule was kind of open. So I was like, let me have let me do, let me build up some like awesome guest episodes and. Then we'll do our do all our other episodes when you know when we have uh, time and he's you know the time schedule he's over there and so this was just easier for me to jump on a couple of these. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's probably asleep right now. Huh? Yeah, he's ahead, and you know he's like we used to have this one window that was it was like perfect for me and perfect for him, even though it was like odd hours for both of us. And then that schedule like that just got imploded, and neither that time didn't work for us. And so to find like a new time, it was like ah. So it's actually kind of hard scheduling. Oh, and then when we have someone from, we actually record with a uh, shout out to one of our listeners, Leo. He's in Borneo. And so he's like, he's, in, he's another eight hours out of then. And it's just like, man, we're all over the world. But anyway, welcome. You are the 
you are the host creator of a, like a little podcast empire. Alienation was the first generation, <laughs> right? Like that was it, Gen One. It's just a, continu- a continuation. Yeah. Um, yeah. The name Alienation uh, was just like I felt like I was trying too hard to be like too witty, you know, because it was. Mm. You know, alienation is a sense of loneliness and like that's a real topic, but at the same time, like it just a nation of aliens, like we're, and then also like a nation of people alienated from the mainstream narrative. On a lot Um, of levels. I I love good, I love wordplay. I love, but I know what you mean when you're like, eh, it's it's because it is wordplay. It went, makes yeah. you feel like you're, yeah, I know. I know I'm guilty. I, and then, I and then, the, and then the, the balancing act was like, also like kind of in reference to that, like, I'm not going to try it so hard. Like it's, I, I need to balance myself out. Like it's also I'm wordplay though. You realize the irony there. The balancing yeah. act is also right. kind of, is like, that's right. a phrase, but I love oh, it. It, it's it like definitely a, is, but yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's a little more balanced, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. No, actually you found you, your, your true North didn't change just the. It just found, it's found, you found the right, yeah. It's, it's I needed cool. a more, I needed a grounding, I needed a ground, you know, speak like speaking in electrical terms, I needed a ground wire. <laughs> so you're, you're in the world, you're in this world, like you've, I mean, you're in kind of on social media too, I feel like you stay out of the fray as far as. I try. Yeah, you, <laughs> I, you do a great job, I feel like you do a great job, but you're, but I know you're observing and I know you're, you're up with it and I know you like. Uh, what do, what is as far your... as your stuff is concerned yeah as far as like you, what you do um I'm trying to focus on the rendering aspect mm. like I, I yeah I would just get exhausted if I did the amount of research you do and I appreciate yeah. you I feel like everybody has their piece in this in this grand puzzle you know it's but uh so man I would I would yeah I would I burn myself stop, out if I were you. I can't stop. Yeah. I can't stop. Won't stop. No, ma'am. No, sir. <laughs> I, really I mean, can't. I love it. I love it. Can't turn I love this it. Engine For on. me, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta take a deep breath every now and then. I'm really, I like, I try to focus on more like spiritual. A lot of the times it's like, people are like, well, demons are spiritual too. be more specific. And it's like, well, I'm not shying away from that, <laughs> that yeah. either. I'm not pretending to be an angel. <laughs> That's a big part of it. Um, our our whole our capacity for both. Every single human being has the capacity to be an absolute monster, or mm-hmm. an uh, an angel. The the rendering aspect of what you talk about, I feel like that's to me, it's the one that resonates the most because it's the one that we have control over. Interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's like yeah, they're of course they're always trying to deceive us. Um, I I understand that like the John Benet Ramsey thing was kind of like your that was like your initial kind of red pill, so to speak, For sure. into this world. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I've been on this path like <laughs> 08, 09. I started realizing that we were being lied to about everything all the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you just, I, I don't know, if maybe it won't happen to you, but man, I just, and sometimes I, I just have to, the, the rendering part, the rendering part is, is on point and like, the louche part is on point two, but I don't like talking about that as much because I'd rather focus on like how we can use that to render something different and break out of, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like the same argument. Some people say like, in order to defeat racism, we just need to stop talking about it. I'm and I'm starting that. to feel that way with like the, at least the evil and side it, or the deception yeah. part of, of conspiracy. It's like, 
Wow. Yeah, I'm acknowledging that there's a lot of truth there. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, but I also just, I, I think for me, it's time to just render what I want to render and stop focusing on all of the deception that they're trying to yeah. bring us all into and make us all ah, that's crazy next shit, level you know? <laughs> that's the next level you're right you know i will share with you you know, bringing up john bonnet there was a time when i was so in the weeds of john bonnet i it was so granular to me i was so surface level like see like the absolute ground level of this discovery that i couldn't at all I th it was so important it was so outsized in my mind but then I pull back, I've lived in that initial discovery for two years, and now it's like, it's all, like, JonBenet is everything, it's all that, it's, it's not just her, it's not just this, it's not just that, it's all the things. Just unplug. Mm -hmm. I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm, ooh, I'll still get myself whipped up in a frenzy. I, I still sure will, and I, I go on these get research rooms, I know, and they're, <laughs> but it's like, to what end? But, you know, it's interesting. I, got it, I, got though, it in I give you I that. I can't do it for life. I can't do it for life. Yeah. I like to say we do for today what we imagine for tomorrow. Like we, whatever energy we have today, we have we have to we have to put it into today. Like we have to pour that energy into today because we won't always be able to do it. And so, like, if I have a fire in my belly over stuff, I'm like, I better point that. I better do something with it because I, I'm going to look back and be like, I sure wish I had the no. energy to, or the wherewithal. No, if, if you have the energy to do it, do it. Especially like, I, I you know, I appreciate your, you always at least bring the positive spin to it all, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, acknowledge our power you know i just the, the the stuff that i that exhausts me even more is like the ones that are just you know we're powerless to these other people making the decisions yeah, for well, us yeah, yeah really I, don't, I don't like let's talk about yeah. rendering let's talk about rendering it is fascinating yeah that's and of all the things you're right like the john bonnets of it all that stuff's that stuff's for the like that stuff is it, it doesn't really matter at a certain point once you realize it doesn't matter it's important for some people it's, it's ground like, level. So, it's know. important. It's like a ladder. It's like a step stool. Like, yeah. but you have to you have to ascend it, and then move on whatever is the top of the ladder. Moved on to the next ladder. Like, but you have to. It's, you have to acknowledge that you've been lied to, and that you've agreed to the lies. That's the yeah. that's the harder part. And that we that want them. That we want the lies. Yeah. Like for all the people yeah. that are just like, give it to me to the mainstream narrative. Like they are, they just, it's like a drug. It's like crack. You know, the information that we get from our news sources can, can literally function as like an addictive. Anyway, you're, they're feeding that to us all day long. What's going, like, why, why are we getting fed all of this nonsense all day long? And I think it goes to what you're saying is like, ultimately it's, it's, they want us rendering, they want us using our brain power, our imagination, our pure, focused human energy on nonsense. Well, to, uh, to manifest their dream. They're, they're, they like, want to us manifesting their, their dream. Which is coded with all this weird stuff that we don't even realize and words and magics and spells that we don't even, we don't even understand. And we're just like, there's something about TikTok that makes my skin crawl. <laughs> something about all yeah, the people I'm not, on it. I'm not on it either but sometimes I can't avoid it like people post TikTok stuff on, on Instagram on Instagram anyway yeah. and the whole premise is recreating is like 
it's imitation game, right? There's mm-hmm. a whole thing where you're like, you're doing a voice, you know, you're doing a mouthing words to, that someone else has said, or you're doing a dance that someone else has done and everyone's doing the same dance. And there's something unoriginal to the core about it. And I think that that's the purpose. Like they, they want us doing machine-like things instead of going out and doing our own human endeavors. I don't know. There's something very strange about the, the why they have everybody doing the same damn thing like the methodicalness of it and the imitation nature of many of like the voice of, like it's like this whole thing within it where people are like saying the same thing they're mouthing the same words it's it, i don't know how to describe it yeah like movie words or songs yeah. or something yeah anyway i'm i sound like i'm 80 I do, years old i do that i do that sometimes See, but <laughs> the that's, kids so, are doing these words and their mouths are going in the words it's, it's true though it's true oh, oh no but i think the thing that at least for me and I think really for everybody is like just realizing that we do that and and doing your best to be aware it's kind of exactly what I was talking about with like being programmed or domesticated from a young age Mm. it's like you've you've agreed to a lot of ideas domesticated humans that's a really good way to put it like Mm -hmm. interesting yeah. Inter- interesting. I like yeah, that. No, Domesticated humans. That's literally, that's how, that's how the Toltecs describe the human mind is we're auto, we're an auto domesticated animal. We're like on auto program because, you know, we're brought up, society teaches us these rules, you know, how to be, how to live. Who's a winner? Doctors and lawyers are winners. Losers are, you know, people who smoke marijuana and do drugs right. <laughs> and uh the baddies and but so so much more so much more than just that like that's just yeah, a very so simple setup that's right there true. but but the point is like there's these rules that we all agree to regardless of you know regardless of your upbringing you've got parents okay or whoever's raising you the church the school your teacher your, your teachers your coaches and so as a kid you kind of uh, a lot of times just tacitly agree to the you know the way your own identity the way other people see you um but everything like you're just taking on agreements without really being aware of it at some point you do become aware and people respond to that experience of becoming aware a little differently (laughs) I've noticed that um but for me it was like I want to create my own story I think some people are comfortable like you know, especially if they have a rich family, like I'm just going to do what my mom and dad want me to do. Shit, I'm, I'm right. going to be taken care of. You know what I mean? Right. And to their, I have a feeling some of those kids, I mean, a lot of kids that are rich kids turn out, they go crazy, they go crazy too. You know, it doesn't, it's not, it's no guarantee. Um, and also there, I don't, sometimes when you grow up in a family like that, because ultimately you don't know there's another way. Life. Like you don't, you sometimes like you're so programmed in too by the way things are like the expectations of you are even higher. And like, there's really like, it's hard. It's hard to break out of that sometimes even more versus sometimes like when there's no expectations of you, the, like the, it, it, the, you know, it could be as, as good or bad as, as that could be, you know, like it, if no expectations of you, you know, means you, like the sky's the limit, but it also means there's no one supporting you. There's no one like driving you. There's no one getting, you know, like sometimes these pushy ass parents are, are, are good in a certain way. I mean, ultimately when we're talking about school and school is indoctrination and bullshit. Well, I so. think, I think it's also important to realize that 
you know, and it's hard for me to say this because I still have an issue with at least one of my parents, but I do, I do have to recognize that they're doing the best they can from their limited understanding of reality, oftentimes very limited. They're doing <laughs> um, it the way they should as well, like as far as society goes. The way goes, that they think that, they that, should. That, right. That's just, and I think society wants, like every generation has a really specific way of growing up, like a style of parenting that's pretty accepted. Like there, you know, the depression yeah, era. I've also got an issue. I, I got I got an issue with the word society too though because we are oh, society. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and if th- we want to if we yeah. want to take our power back, we need to like you know acknowledge that we are we weren't you know we don't have to agree to society's rules if we want to write our own story if we want to live our own lives then we have to take society and make it ours and if they don't yeah. want to be a part of that then we can be in separate societies you know. I think I was. It's almost like we society. kind of already are as like the invisible school, like the invisible, like we learn, we learn from school, but we learn from our parents, but what goes unsaid is everything we actually learn from like this Mm. nebulous called Mm. society, like all the cartoons, All the Ooh, oh, absolutely of popular the day, culture. All the fashion of the day, all the this, all the that, like the way people talk, the things that are acceptable, the things that are not acceptable. You know, it, when you're a kid, there's no way, like anything is normal. Like you don't know what's normal, what's not normal. Like you have no barometer yet, really. Like so just whatever society tells you those is like just what you take in. And we all kind of share this kernel of like things didn't feel right, but it's hard to know how to question when you're a kid in this way, like in this deconstructive way, truly. It takes us a lifetime. Of almost, like almost. I would argue that I would actually argue that kids see it even more clearly, oh, at least the young yeah. ones, because they haven't, they haven't, they haven't begun to agree to those ideas that compromise their real self. I, you know, what age do you we're think always that, what you're talking about when you what you mean by society is that force that wants us to compromise who we truly are and that tempts yeah. us in in sev- so many different ways especially like women right like you need to be this skinny you need to look like this yep. and then men you have to like make this much money right right it, all of that is like driving at living somebody else's dream like we could want that but what but as long as it's us that want that and we have that purpose of knowing what we want it for Mm -hmm. that that's more important (laughs) yeah I think you're right I think I think that maybe we're not really the the ultimate function of the whole thing whether you you know call it society indoctrination a full indoctrination from cradle to grave it's to keep us from even knowing that we, like, know what we would want about our true oh. path or, like, what we, what life could even be. Were we not following this pre, you know, like, we're on, like, railroad tracks that were laid. Long- we're programmed. We're programmed. And until we actually acknowledge is the one word you could use, deconstruct, um, uh, you know, the Toltec would say take inventory is like mm-hmm. literally taking inventory of all of your memories, all of the small agreements that you've made along the way that you almost don't 
it's like, you know, it's, you take for them, you take them for granted, you know, they're yeah. subconscious. You're not even good until you have to make the subconscious conscious and you have to do that by like will willingly. You can't, you, you can't just allow yourself to be distracted by what's ever going on. If you really want to change your life, if you're really unhappy with your life, you actually have to acknowledge like what you've agreed to because the only way to change your life is to change your agreements because you're operating your literal operating system you know we're computers we're programmed robots right. and your operating system is coded by the agreements that you've made Ooh, i love this this goes straight into the rendering right right back to the rendering discussion <laughs> because we're getting right. into the point where we're talking about our brains being operating, essentially functioning as a CPU that runs off a specific OS operating mm-hmm. system. And yep. that system has a set of language-based rules, and that language is comprised of characters, and that's it. And then symbols and, and, symbols yeah. and characters. And that from, from that. And agreements. And, and, and yeah, there's all these, and that's essentially what an algorithm is, is a series of ag- rules and agreements that mm-hmm. are true or false, you know, and there's positive, there's true outcomes and there's false outcomes and it like, it's like either or. And so all these algorithms are just like very, very simple rules at the, ba- at the base of a very, 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 very complex system of, the, of other roles that are that are pre- preceding these like if, parent, parent if names. then yeah that that type of stuff but all these different it's pretty, types of commands my favorite um analogy for an algorithm is a thermostat if above x on if below x off like like that's an algorithm and that's a yep. very simple one but that it's it's really just saying you know one is good the other one do this the other do that you know it, it's in it, it doesn't and then from there it can be da 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 da, but it's usually just two. You know, it's just it's almost like a bi- a series of it's like a chain of binary decisions. Da 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 da. Anyway. And I think on a practical level, yeah, that's what agreements are. Like you, yes. every yes, every yes or no that you, yes. every second of every, you know, everything that I could decide to look this way, I could decide every little decision. You have to like really like examine that on a really every even your senses, what you're listening to. You know, you can you can focus your listening. power energy however you want to call that but yep yeah i mean people complain about the government so much but it's like what are you doing to change this (laughs) and it's in here too i'm tapping i'm tapping my forehead it's in our minds it's in our brains i think that the the like of course they're trying to fuck us like that should they want to fill our minds with nonsense played out (laughs) because you're right if if we are truly as attuned and influenced, which I believe we are, energetically by whatever we take in from, from, from changing our perception on our ears to be hearing the birds instead of the loud mower down the street, you know, like focusing, really, really hyper-focusing, you know, that, if, if that can influence us, our overall renderability, the over, our, the life that we export down the road. I was going to say there is that. I mean, you do have to get to the point where you realize that you do have the ability to render or write your own story is, you know, one way that I would like to put that, that I word that oftentimes, you know, write your narrative. I believe um, Nick Hinton had an episode with Chris Piercy. I think it was called write your narrative. And that's pretty much like completely in line with what I'm about is like, you have to, um, 
in, in order in order to live the life you want, first of all, you have to you do have to know the life that you don't want. So that's why I did want to acknowledge like you do even have to get to the point where you realize that you have that power. So I mean, you know, it's a it's a labyrinth that I think we all have to go through. And uh, oh yeah, I love that journey is a maze and the maze goes inward <laughs> do you watch westworld or are you a westworld yeah show? and you know they have yeah. that map inside the skull yeah. and it looks yeah. like a, a huge, labyrinth a huge westworld fan. yeah so how does that connect how do you how does how does westworld what do you think you know everybody watches westworld and gets something different out of it with your way of viewing what's important what this world means what are what we are as these machines um, how do you view the ultimate story of Westworld? What are your thoughts? Ultimate lesson. Oof. Symbol, sy- well, it's symbol. not done. It's not done yet, right? We I just heard they're having four. a season four. Yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I don't want to. I don't want to have any like final say on that. I think. What was your takeaway with take season on one? It. Like just season one. Did, I mean, that's like in its own. There's so much in season so one. So much, and I think it set up are, season two and season. Three in season two, I feel like they're trying to show us how the robots or whatever you want to call them, right, are Hosts, kind of yeah. like us. And then in season three, they're trying to show us how we're like them. Ooh, I like that. I like that. You're, yeah, yeah. It's like the in mirror. season it's one. Like there's so much going on it's like setting up it's like yeah there's they're setting up everything it's building the foundation to the story mm-hmm. yeah there's so much going on in season one i don't even know what to say about that it's just like an, it's an ex- I think it's, it's its own experience you have to watch it if you say, haven't watched it watch it <laughs> yeah there's gonna be four seasons that may seem overwhelming but honestly if you just watch Season one, episode one, the, the pilot. The pilot is pretty yeah, full. I, dude, like the pilot just, touches on it's, it's so everything. crazy that you just said that because not it wasn't like a month ago. I went back and watched the first episode and I was like, that was all in the first episode. Like they that was most of what I remembered about the show. Even in the opening, <laughs> even in the opening montage, that beautiful, just the way it's shot it's and crazy. every little thing, it's, the, it's just every it's little thing. A all the ma- it is a masterpiece. And uh, when they show that false artificial sun and going over the thing in the in the opening scene and the uh, uh and even the autom- automatic playing piano i think that there's something there's something interesting anyway but yes westworld from from the opening credit montage to just the whole the the pilot episode is like a it's like a seed you plant in the ground because it has everything in it that it has you know it's just so full of the rest of the thing like but a seed looks tiny but it's got it all in there you know so season one season one is like the perfect especially season one episode one it's like the perfect seed for the for the entire series and they've done a really good job you're right at like expanding season three being like a a mirror that they held up where it's like it was funny because i was "Hmm." it was funny i was looking at like the critics or the like critique review scores Mm -hmm. and like season three was the lowest and i was like that was like probably my favorite season Hmm. but I feel like it was almost too real for some people because it was like they it, they were exposing how we are right. the robots, you know, Humanity. how we yeah. operate based on these agreements that, you know, we're living a life that most of us don't want to live. And the, and the people that told us to live this way didn't want to live the lives they were living. Right. They were just doing it based on this program that 
Yeah. You know, it's like the West world at the beginning. The, 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 <laughs> we don't, we don't know. There's another way. It's we're the just scroll, taught the, script. This is the only way. Yeah. We're taught there's only one way to go and we're taught what success we are. We, we're given all the metrics for success. Theoretic. That's why I think it's success. so important to assess what we believe and what, yeah. and what we believe is one way to put it. What we agree to is one way to put it. Our, our faith is one way to put it. And like my favorite scientific, if you want to call it science, you know, science or whatever, uh, the placebo effect, I think, is one is one phenomena that is just under talked about. It is like oh. it is literally the standard by which drugs are measured for efficacy. Oh, but you're right. We yet we about don't. That. But yet we. Everything but yet we don't even know. But yet we don't even know how it works. Supposedly, and honestly, right? we don't even know what's in the placebo. What's in the placebo that that is nothing? The placebo is like supposed to be like promise this promise drug that has like absolute. If there's nothing in it and it doesn't do anything, what's it made of? Tell tell us what the placebo is even made of. People say like sometimes sugar pills, and it's like, well, that's not nothing, you know, that's not nothing. We're acting like the placebo is nothing too. It's it, anyway, but you're right. The placebo effect, everything is tested against this placebo, and and nocebo. What are your thoughts on nocebo? The nocebo effect. It's the same. It's the same effect. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's it's agreements, you know, it's the same thing as what we were talking about with the binary. It's the yes or no in any given moment. So the placebo is the one the nocebo is the no. Really, it's the same thing. It's our ability to decide. It's our power. It's the way we're rendering through our choices, through the agreements that we make. Yes, yes. And I think you're right. And I think that there are certain things within our bodies because you think like, well, why is one person going to have a good reaction and why is one person going to have a bad reaction? Well, I think the way that we live our lives can like prime the pump for, for good or bad. And, and yeah, maybe some people are more susceptible to having positive outcomes from null whatever. And some people are more susceptible to having negative outcomes from a null point, you know, because the placebo is essentially supposed to be like not, it like, it's not supposed to move, move whatever needle it is. The placebo is not supposed to move the needle at all. It's not supposed to be effective in any way, shape or form. But yeah, some people no, I don't. No, I don't want to overemphasize it either. I think you know, I've done drugs, and drugs have their effect. <laughs> what do you think about psychosomatic? Like taking pharmaca out of this, taking taking any sort of like pill or any sort of like substance out out outer body substance. Like, what do you think about people that kind of manifest sickness just by? The, you know, or health, you can think, can think yourself healthy or what do you think mm. about the mind? And because there are people that suffer from what's called psychosomatic illness, which is real in a sense that it presents within the body in a real way, real I think pain. it's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I think it's literally the, the way that they're programmed. They're programmed to believe that they're not well. And so their body uh, responds to be to exactly what they want <laughs> yeah I, I don't know like we have these responses like headaches these, too though I feel like that I feel like that do same. you get headaches? I don't know do I don't have no, no, I don't no, have I'm headaches I don't have I don't ever have headaches so it's really strange yeah if I me do. either really but I feel like you know if I'm around somebody that's complaining about headaches a lot I bet I'm I bet in that instance that I would be more likely to have a headache yeah. in, you know, the next week or two. It is interesting how people have chronic, chronic headache uh, and, uh, like they battle that it's about, and people with mm -hmm. migraines, my God, that sounds like 
the... I used to think it was fake. And then I actually, I've had one, I had one. my entire oh life. Oh my goodness. I had, I had it was one. Like, and I can't damn, that shit suffering. is actually kind of real. Yeah. I thought I was dying. I thought I was going to die because I, it's I don't literally even have... felt like there was a little person on the inside of my skull just cracking pounding. My brain, with, uh, cracking my yeah, brain. Cracking my brain. And I never had headaches. So I had no baseline. I had no baseline. I, all of a sudden I was like, yeah. I'm dying. All of a sudden, I just, I'm dying. And it lasted for yeah. five, like a storm. And I don't, I don't even own Tylenol. I didn't have anything to take because I don't get headaches. <laughs> I didn't have anything. I was like, Shit. I was so was fortunate. I lived, I lived with somebody who had some Excedrin. <sighs> um, I had to go to a like, gas station down the street. Take, I never I was take like, that shit. My head, I'm I was like, I got to. <laughs> it was yeah. awful. I'm like anti-pharma almost. Like it, I couldn't smoke enough weed. It was in, it was insane. And even the Excedrin really didn't help. It, it just did, went it away does, on its it own. Do Water it's, and time and breathing. Yeah. It's those were the things that really helped. From those like once a month. I cannot imagine. I've had once in my lifetime. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. There's, and people, um, I, it's one of those things talking about pharma, they still don't really totally, totally understand what's going on up there when people have these constant migraines. And sometimes well, they say they don't. Thing. Yeah, they, they say, say they, they don't. don't. They say they don't. And so I feel like just... they do. I feel like they do know a lot more than what they tell us. But I mean, again, I try not to go there because it's, you know, it's dark. And unless people like want to go there, then then I'll go there. You I know? will say but, accepted science is not like the, the things that they, we, they say they know about the human body. Like some of it doesn't even make sense. And it's not, it just can't be real. Like, I don't know. I feel like they do if. <laughs> oh, you know, so overall, I, yeah, no, overall from the big picture, I think they don't know anything just like we don't. I think the body, you know, I, um, I was, I kind of, the one thing that I did want to tell Rambo if I had had the opportunity to talk to him was like one of his tweets that the one that I remembered I retweeted is like intuition is I wish I remembered the exact words but intuition is basically the strongest form of um verification or mm -hmm. the authority essentially like our body you don't have to teach your heart how to beat right you don't have to teach your brain how to analyze. You don't have to teach your eyes how to see. You don't have to teach your nose how to smell. Like there are things that we just know and we mm -hmm. don't, cannot. It's not that we don't know how to explain it. It's that it's literally, we cannot, we cannot. explain there, because the act of explaining it is already distorting what it is, right. you know? Yeah. I have no idea how my heart does what it does in there. I'm not doing it. I'm not governing it. I'm not asking it to do its thing. It just does it. And I got no clue. <laughs> no clue how it works. You're right. Muscles, no dexterity, all of that. Like, yeah. that's just you muscle read memory. 50 medical practice. books on the heart. Yeah. You know, but no, that's not going to help that. your heartbeat. Right. If anything, it's probably going to make it worse because you're you stressed out about reading exactly all this nonsense. <laughs> The human body is, I think, the most incredible machine on in this realm. The, and it's the, human the mind, most the advanced human technology. System. Yeah. And we're the most advanced computers, computing systems, computing software. Mm -hmm. Everything. A thousand percent. Yeah. And together, with our powers combined, you know, I think that there's something so much greater. That's, what I, that's kind of what I was alluding to with, like, Westworld Season 3 having the lowest critic score is I feel like a lot of people have a problem with acknowledging that we are at least robot-like. I think our emotions are what separate us from uh, being purely, uh, and that and that the emotions yeah. are kind of tied to your intuition. It's tied to your 
emotional body, ethereal body, the spiritual stuff that a lot of people think is airy fairy and woo, mm-hmm. you know, woo woo and all that. And, you know, I think that there is a lot of people in that community that are woo woo. And, and so there is some validation to their criticism, but I'm trying to just make that practical. I think that there is definitely something to the unseen world and, uh, the, the power of our thoughts, the power of our beliefs. And I think we should acknowledge, I think it's, we're overdue for science to acknowledge the power of consciousness. You know, I mean, that, Ooh, that yeah. one right there, I mean, yeah. the, 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 the old paradigm like cannot said, explain but... consciousness. Right. Exactly. Well, intuition is, is a direct, direct from source consciousness. Right. So as you're really talking about the same thing when you talk about at least on a scientific paradigm, incorporating consciousness into that paradigm because the Newtonian model, which is what they're still, the you know, mainstream yeah. science is still trying to cling to that. Like <laughs> which is, it looks like a thing. Disney cartoon. Everything. It's everything, hilarious. Yeah, it is hilarious. The atom, you see? Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> 99% of, uh, empty space. And, and gravity They hardly still even want to talk about that. Can't be, you know... It seems so obviously connected to like a sense of buoyancy and density to me it, it, and things float, it, it, things fall and float. And how do you explain hydrogen, air balloon, like all these, it's like there's, 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 we still can't explain. It's magic. It's, it's, there's so many. The world is, so many, the world it, is It really is magic. actually. It really is. I do believe this is a magical, magical, mystical place. And we're trying to put hard physics on it. And I think the physics actually proved the magic because I think our realm kind of bends to whatever the accepted applied physics of the day is rendered through our brains. If we're all taught a certain way, we're all going to see the world in a certain way and render it in a certain way to a specified physics that we're all collectively taught and they like kind of agreed upon these little rules and things. Again, algorithms, just rules like da da da. And I think we all kind of collectively render. The Toltecs call it the voice of knowledge. It's like the voice in our head that wants to explain our experience rather than experience our experience. Oh, that feels like a mushroom trip right there. Like your consciousness slightly separating and go, no, just be in it. Just feel it. Quit trying to explain everything all the time. That was me. That was me. When, when, you're, when your body's totally quiet, when you shut that voice of knowledge off, that's when you're totally connected to your intuition. You know everything, but the minute that you go back into that voice of knowledge to try to explain how you know everything, you already fuck it up. <laughs> You've already yeah. fucked it up just by trying to explain it. That's a hard place for me to get to, to be honest. I think it's the truest place, a stillness and quiet in our in my mind, but I don't I should, I should let myself go there more, but I don't like for whatever reason. I get so distracted. That's why I'm reading this book. I mean, yeah, everything that I talk about, especially when I talk critically about people, I'm mostly talking about myself. (laughs) Well, I like to say we're the only human being that we should and can uh, experiment on. You know, we shouldn't be experimenting on others, but we can sure experiment on ourselves and see what works for us in this realm. And we got to kind of, I like to, you know, we like, we got to be in it. We got to be in the illusion or whatever, you know, if what we got to be in it first. And then one day you can be out yeah. of it and see that you were in it and appreciate it and see it, you know, and then grow from it. Like the ladders, the ladders analogy, you know, we got to ascend and, yeah. I, I always invoke, invoke the Toltecs because I feel like it's kind of, it was part what of my repro- reprogramming. If, if uh, so it's Don Miguel. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Don Miguel Ruiz wrote a book called The Four Agreements. Um, it was actually his second book. He had written one 
called Beyond Fear before that, but that was way too far out for the average uh, programmed mind. Um, so then he wrote, he <laughs> went back to the drawing board and wrote the four agreements that resonated with a large audience. He yeah. um, even I've got on Oprah that. and which I think is funny because Oprah, but you know, Oprah. but he's just really, but he's really, but you know, that at the same time, which is exactly what I was about to just say and in, in invoking, you know, circling back to what you were just saying, he says that in order to pull off a revolution, we must understand how the system was put in place. So, I like that. so it, I used to be like, damn, why is he going to Oprah? But then I read that. That was uh, that's out of one of his newer books called The Three Questions. Mm. Um, Ooh, I gotta know those questions. Who am I? What is real? And uh, what is love? Or something about love? I think it's what is love. I think is the third one. Ooh, that sounds the first two at least sound right. You would like it. (laughs) You would like it. Uh, What do you think about Uh, agape? Speaking of what is love, agape is the idea of. I don't even know like how to explain unconditional it. Love? Like unconditional love to everyone, to all, to to and not romantic love, not I, not. Isn't that isn't that eros? Uh, or is there? I don't know. Yeah, we we need to maybe it's that, the same huh? thing. But the Greek, I know the Greeks had like nine different versions agape of love. Agape and eros is a. It's kind of the same. There's a book called Agape and Eros. Uh, what are the four types of love? Um, Eros love is the physical, sensual intimacy by hus- between a husband and wife. Oh, wait, maybe not. Oh, what am I reading? Uh, abort, abort. <laughs> no, Eros is erotic, passionate love. Okay. And then agape is the fatherly love of God for humans, as well as the human reciprocal love for God. Kind of a tra- It says transcendent love. It's the highest form of love. And is contrasted with eros or erotic love. Mm. Okay. Kind of like a some yin, some yin and yang there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I believe in, I believe that the real name for God is love. Um, I think that love is actually one of the most distorted ideas, and God too. God, God. I mean, if to me they mean the same thing, so of course. But I think that that concept is one of the most distorted ideas. Um, I have a quick theory. I think the face of God is that yellow smiley face that we see everywhere. That simple yellow smiley face that's like on everything and you just see it everywhere. I think that's the face of God. Uh, no, I think I think God is, well, first of all, it's beyond I just started words. seeing that face when I, and I was like, oh, it's just pure bliss happiness. Like that's, the face of God is just sunshine. It's like pure bliss happiness staring at you. Totally, totally just bliss, happy, simple, this, like the sun. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Um, I just started seeing it when I woke up. I, I like... just started seeing that everywhere, and I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's there. Like, it's, anyway, <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> it's just, like, so simple. It was and, also in God weird... makes a God, too, you know? Huh? Like, your acknowledgement and belief that that is God, like, oh, yeah. that is that, that faith is your power from from what I understand to be God. But also, like, the word God and even even the word love, for me, the reason it's so distorted is people think it's, like, this extra-dimensional or, like, this special thing that isn't real or that has to be made real through some act of something. But I think God is reality. 
And that is love. Like the only reason that we would exist, like hate would destroy itself. So the fact that we exist at all means we exist in love and any belief otherwise is a lie. And it's a virus in our programming that's disrupting that operating system and and trying to write our story for us rather than us having the power to write our own story or live our own life, however you prefer to word that. (laughs) Is the opposite of love hate or is it fear or what is what lies at the other side of love i think it's definitely fear yeah i think it's definitely fear i think hate is real though like hate comes from fear right okay and also but it also comes from love too like you're not going to hate anything that you don't feel love for too (sighs) oh my god amen to that yeah yeah that hits that hits deep that's true because because you know if you don't all right, so if it's a lie that you don't love, you're not going to feel hate for it. You're just going to let it go. Yeah. But if it's a lie that you've had a relationship with, you know. Or then, even like family, like the people that are closest to us. No, I mean, I mean, literally, I mean, on a more literal level, like having a relationship with that lie. Oh, with the lie. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, oh, I think ideas are alive. You, and some I think ideas and beliefs are like living beings. I, I see like ideas and concepts and agreements. They're all kind of like living beings. They're all vying for our attention just as much as actual people vie for our attention, you know? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Kind of like taking up the ram in the back of our of our minds. These, these thoughts and mm-hmm. ideas kind of pressing up against Like if you don't believe... It, that's one of my favorite things to talk about, actually, because if you... That it, to reveal the power of your belief, don't believe anything. Literally, don't believe anything at all. Then only the truth will survive. All the lies will dissipate. Now, the problem is we're addicted to a lot of the lies, and some of the lies serve us in seductive ways. So we continue to go along with them, and that's something that we have to be disciplined with ourselves in order to to you know fully acknowledge and flesh out. Right. And so there is a process there, but ultimately, if you truly don't believe anything, the truth will survive your doubt, you know? Yeah. And, and ultimately, what, what you'll find at the very bottom of that exercise is that your belief is super powerful. And what you believe actually creates the story that you're living in, which is kind of a lie, but we live it. And that's our operating system. That's the robotic part of ourselves. So it is something that we should take the time to make sure is our own, you know, if we want to be happy, then we should be living our own life rather than somebody else, you know, some agreements that we agreed to from teachers and old childhood, you know, friends and stuff that we, until you take that inventory as the Toltecs call it, or examine your subconscious as, you know, more like scientific person might say, it's like, you have to, to undertake that exercise to even, understand how you're operating you know like Mm -hmm. we like we keep talking about ourselves being an operating system based you know and that operating system is pretty much based on our agreements and a lot of our agreements we don't even see because of the same reasons that we've been talking about previously we're distracted by culture and whatever else we've entered into them with consent willingly without even knowing without Mm -hmm. even realizing even even our name even our name we didn't agree to our name I mean, there's a no, lot of my things name that... was switched at birth. 
this is a fun story. I'm not going to say what my name is or should have been, but it, they're remarkably close. I was supposed to be named one thing, and my dad, while my mom was like, oh, just had a baby, my dad like wrote down another name. It was close, but she was like, that's not the name. Anyway, so that switcheroo has actually been following me my entire life. And I have a real identity problem with my name. Like nobody call even my friend, like nobody calls me the same thing. Like everyone calls me different things. I'm, I've never really associated with my actual name. And I think you're HV and JK. So all these things, JK isn't even my name. It's not even my real initials. It's like, (laughs) where is she in there? Yeah. It's it's like when I was a kid, my dad used to call me JJ McKay. It was like this old radio DJ from the 60s from California. He was like an old famous radio DJ. Anyway, it's not my name. It's just a random ass nickname that stuck. And he used to call me JJ McKay. And so JK is like this truncation of my childhood nickname. <laughs> like it's not even my name. Like what is my name? I don't know. But I, you're right. Our names, what we are called and what we identify. Because let's say your name is Josh. You're going to hear Josh, 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 50,000 times over your lifetime. Maybe more. I don't even know. Like, that's just a total shot in the dark. But you're going to hear it every day, a lot, many times, constantly, your whole life. You're going to hear that name at you, at you, at you. There's something there. There's some something there. Just think about just the constantness of the names. That word over and over, always, always, your whole yeah. life. Like the, the day that you realize that even that was an agreement, like even if it was subconscious and we didn't, you know, we didn't choose it really. Do you think we choose to be here before point, we come? Do you think? Yeah, we like, I do. I yeah, yeah. do believe that. In the, in essentially, but even if you don't, you but even if you don't. Yeah. But like within that, within that thought, like if we choose to come, but like we agree to forget everything, like that's how it works. Like we have to start over fresh and we can't remember that we chose we can't remember that we chose to come here right like that's kind of the, how it works theoretically I don't know but like I love that idea I love that thought I've been having this con- conversation like trying to explore this idea over and over it's a, it's a fun one I think so, yeah. I think you're right to an extent I think if you truly undergo some of the exercises that I've been talking about with like taking the inventory mm-hmm. you can almost go back like, to get that it back that's what I want to do but I'm yeah. also at a weird point. Okay, so that's what I want to do theoretically. I think that that's how the human. But then that's works. the point. At, that's the point at which you have to let go of all of the, the, they're trying to deceive us and just start rendering what you want to render. I also have this very strong feeling that I've never been here before, that this is my Oof. first time here, first time, first and only, first and only. I'm not. I'm never coming back for sure. Never coming back. But also that I've never been here before because. I remember when I was really coming online, a lot of people But what do you mean say, by here then? What do you mean by here? Because I would argue that the I think true, I'm a new truly soul. are I think infinite. I'm a new soul. If souls are real and they're recycled, okay. I think mine is is new. I think the soul that I'm, the soul, and maybe, maybe the spirit and the soul are slightly different or something. I don't know. I think there's something about, I'm not like a new human. I'm not like an alien, but... I think that whatever is operating me is like never been here before. And I'm just like really curious about the thing. I think when you say here, yeah, I think we all feel like we're not, we haven't been here because this, this, when you say here, I feel like what's resonating with me when you say here, at least in that moment is like, 
this world of fucking like massive confusion and massive deception. Yeah, I definitely feel like I don't I, 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 I do. Feel. I am guilty of making it sound easy sometimes because it's like the level of deception runs mad deep. So like, yeah, to even get to the point where you realize that you have the power to disconnect from that and agree to whatever you want to agree to. First of all, that experience can be shattering for some people. But when you do, as, as you would word it, come back online, that experience is going to be a shock too, because you see everybody else living other people's lives. They're living the lives that their grandparents or their teachers or their mentors, most people are not living their own lives. I'm not going to say everybody, but I think I a would lot agree of with people that. I would are say living the vast majority. somebody else's life. But they don't realize it either. And so that's what, and what, 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 what a lot of people, I was going to say what a lot of people call NPCs. I, I think they're real people mm-hmm. in the sense that they're, you know, they have bodies like we had before we came online, but they're yeah. just either resisting I was an NPC for the majority online. of my life for 30 plus years. And right, then I right, woke right, up right, and right, right. I was like, oh my gosh, I have thoughts of my own. What? And I thought that the old yeah. thoughts were thoughts of my own. They weren't, <laughs> they were not. And who right. knows? I'm still exploring what these are. I that's, did- the, that's the domestication, though. Like, yeah. we, we're all domesticated, we're, you know, by our community. Everybody has a story. And that story... For, I really for, love for, that term. Know. We know what domesticated animal is. It's an animal that can no longer live in the wild without, without ex- extreme help or guidance from another hand. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's what we are. And that's we auto-domesticate ourselves. Yeah. And... Um, Auto-domesticate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I love that term. I've actually yeah, never heard it, that term before. I've never heard that term until you brought it up. So thank you. Thank yeah, you for introducing me to it's, it's like the story that we're living. I think you can't avoid it when you're born, right? There is a story that's in place for you at least up until a certain point where you, you either have the choice. I think the first choice is the choice to even become aware or not. You can just make the choice to like, no, I'm going to continue in this loop. I like this loop let's just roll with this loop, you know, but you can make the choice to even be aware that, okay, I'm letting the story operate itself. If I, if I'm, if I'm happy with that, and I think that that there might be a slight percentage of people that are actually happy with that and they can go with that and that, and that's fine. But if you're not happy with that, and I think a lot of people aren't really happy with it, but they're just Mm -hmm. not willing to, 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 have the courage or I, I don't know I can't speak for anybody else but the the decision to once you be, become aware to actually take that decision and apply it all the way back all the way back to like you know even like what I was just saying your name you didn't agree yeah. to your name wow. you didn't you don't agree to 90% of the concepts about yourself you're skinny you're tall you're short that's other people's perception of you. You are whatever the fuck you want to agree to, really. Those are just symbols and ideas, and it's all in your brain or, you know, in yeah. your body somewhere. Every I think, categorization. I think, I think our whole body is our brain. I think that's another kind of deception. I oh, think our like you whole said, body our intuition is smart. Is gut, like our gut yeah. intuition, there is definitely mm-hmm. a brain. Yeah, we talk about that. And, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had my feet. I've had a massive feet injury and like I've looked into reflexology. I think the feet are smart. And then the more I've looked into all of that type of stuff, I'm just like, no, the, every cell in your body has its own nucleus, its own brain. Like, so it, that alone should tell you the whole thing is, has, is alive. It's a 
smart. You know, your brain doesn't dictate the nerves in your knee. Your knee dictates the nerves in your knee. Your knee is smart, you know? Our brain's kind of like a train conductor, maybe in a way, like it, or like I think a, the, yeah, kind of like analysis, or like a I think switchboard it's... operator in some way or something. It kind of sends thing. It's like the the data center, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. And like our central nervous system, how it's like it looks like a bolt of lightning just going through our body, and we really are the like three words things. I think of. Yeah, the, you know, but totally. Well, let me get right back to that. But the three words that I think of when I think of the brain or in its job is uh, analysis, dreaming, and interpreting. Ooh, I like that dreaming's one of the three, you know, 33%. Well, I also think that dreaming is, what dreaming is, Mm -hmm. is largely misunderstood by most people. I think most of what dreaming is, is interpretation and analysis. Oh, interesting. Where does daydreaming fall in? What What are your thoughts on daydreaming? Like That's in, we're, we're trying to interpret and analyze our experience by stepping outside of the moment that we're currently in mm-hmm. and, and processing not only the moment that we're in, but all of our memories connected to that moment and trying to make sense of it all. I mean, that's what all dreaming is, is trying to make sense of our experience. Fascinating. I've been thinking about daydreaming a lot lately. It's... Some people don't do it. Some people do. Some people can get lost in it. I used to get lost in it. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's, no, no. I would argue that everyone does it. Okay. People that say they don't do it, that's. They're just doing it a different way, maybe. Like they're doing, yeah. yeah. They don't they, think of it as daydreaming. They think of it as thinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just being lost in thought. We all, we all know that. We all know what that means. Yeah. To just kind of like all of. Yeah, there's not a person in the world who's never been bored in class and zoned out somewhere, somewhere, sometime. A thousand percent. <laughs> we, yeah. Or at work or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever, Anywhere driving. Anywhere that we've not chosen. To be, 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 and that is the result of living somebody else's life. Yeah. If you're ever Escaping. daydreaming, that's because the reason, the reason for daydreaming even to begin with is because the moment that we're in, we don't want to be in that moment. We want to be somewhere else. Right. So much so that we've like built it in our minds <laughs> and yeah. rendered it again, exactly. back to the rendering. Yeah. That takes energy, you know, and that, Ooh, and who knows what our ultimate. We've, and and I, I, I have to emphasize though, like, because I just, I, I, I always like am very hyper aware of sounding egotistical or sounding like I know something other people don't like, we all know this, like we all know this intuitively. Like we're born yeah, kind of we born all know it. we all know exactly what we want out of life, but we're finding excuses to not do it. And I'm the and I'm so guilty of it. The reason that I feel like I can articulate stuff the way I can is because I'm the most guilty of not doing the shit. <laughs> so you've had some time to reflect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I I love I love that you lead with the agreements element of it. It goes down to self, it goes back to just self accountability, because ultimately this like lessons of lessons of these discussions I've been having lately and lessons that I've kind of coming to more strongly lately. It all it just comes back to. Well, that's the that's the it's the yin yang, right? You can't us, you yeah. cannot you know accountability. A lot of people hear that word and it sounds hard or responsibility. That's taking a you know it sounds hard, right? But 
think think about what that means if you're so accountable granular. and you're like free. we said like every we could put our eyes this way or our eyes this way we could turn this way or this way literally everything we do has some sort of binary option component to it like something we could yeah, do yeah i mean if you're not accountable this. then how, i mean how can you be free if you're not accountable Right. At first, I said, how can you, you said how, if you're not a cannibal, and I was like, well, hopefully or, nobody's or, or no, a cannibal accountable <laughs> or respons- <laughs> responsible. Is the word I actually prefer the word responsible, but like responsible, everybody like sh- you know they shy from their responsibilities or from. Right. Now I shouldn't say their responsibilities because that's a, that's actually a different nuance there, but they shy away from taking responsibility, and it's like We're if they actually frame that in their fault. mind right. as right. gaining freedom. Like you, the, you, the more freedom you have, the more you have to take responsibility because in order to be free, you have to be an agent that makes decisions. And if you're, if you are yielding was the word I'm looking for. If you're yielding that decision-making ability to somebody else and saying, well, I'm just, you know, I was just, I'm just taking orders, you know? Or I'm just doing what grandma wanted me to do. I'm just doing right. what mom wanted me to do. I'm being a fa- you know, I'm being a good family person. Right. Everybody wants to be a good family person, but what about when your family's fucking the world? <laughs> you know, at what point do you have to say, I want to do the right thing. I don't want to be a bad family member, but I also want to be a good human. <laughs> I, I, I want to be a good person. You know, and I think all the ba- all the big like evil does happen in the world, but I don't think it's on this big boogeyman level. I've covered that before. I do think so much, most if not all of the hurt that is really that transpires in this world, is on is on the inside level. Is like people very close. I'm gonna to tie. I'm gonna tie a bunch of concepts together because you're a hundred percent right. You're a thousand percent right. But a bunch of different things that we've talked about in this episode, I'm, I'm gonna try to bring together right now. It's like. Of course, I'm going to lose my train of thought right right when I was about to bring it all together. But I have one more thought on the family thing. I have one more thought on like I just I just think that what does that lead to? I think because I think hurt people hurt people, and they don't make good decisions. You know, they don't know unless they. And I think all of us are like solvents. All of us are like alchemists in our own way. Like we have the ability to transmute great bad into good if we just use the right. Uh, chemicals you got me back on the, you got me back on my train of thought okay awesome i'm gonna let evil. you take it yeah i've, I've talked about this you stuff said before. evil mm-hmm. you said evil mm-hmm. and i think this is my worldview, right i think that evil what we call evil is actually the result of believing lies and what lies are is just like a computer virus because love is the only truth Love is what is true. The experience, existence, like I said earlier, existence could not exist unless love was the foundation of it. So evil, what we call evil, is the result of believing lies. That's I what love I wanted that. To say. I love that. Just like they do in improv, I'm going to do yes and because I want to build on that. I think you're exactly right. Evil is deception, ultimately. Like evil is lies. Evil is the belief, is the perpetuation, and the and then the belief in, and that's what like that's what powers our belief in it is what continues and powers the spell. Okay, so oh. are you familiar with the sigil of Lucifer, of like that little you know on all like your your death metal music? Sure there's I've like this it. sign, it, it, and 
it's called the sigil of Lucifer. And Lucifer being the devil, it's kind of like it's if you look up like the symbol of the devil, like you'll see you'll see this. It's a very familiar sign. Well, that di- that symbol is a diagram of light and shadow. So like the the representation of the devil, Lucifer, which is evil, you know, the the, the embodiment of evil is ultimately just a diagram of shadows, of how the physical properties of light and how shadows work. It's like the same drawing. It's just a draw. It's just, it's just like a diagram of the same thing. It's like a one-to-one. It's like the exact same thing. They've just, they just took the, how the physical properties of, sh- of light and shadow and made that into a little symbol, and that's a symbol for Lucifer. I found that fascinating because it's like, yeah, ultimately Lucifer is quote-unquote evil, and what is it representing but shadows and shadows is what deception lies, deception, shadow play, Symbolism. just like going, going back to Plato's cave, the shadow play, the fire, the shadows on the wall. There's something there. There's something with truth being good, God, truth, God, truth, good and evil, you know, evil lies, evil, false, false light, light. You know, there's something, mm-hmm. there's something there. I think, I think that, yeah, I don't know. And but I do, why are we taught all this stuff? Why are we taught that heaven is out there and hell is down there and we're we're not really taught that it's all kind of in here and the gate the gate like the journey is Thank you. I think that <laughs> as much as I've already, you know, I'm a I'm a paradox, but I said I don't like talking about it, but I think that actually does it it, it actually makes sense to bring up Lush in that in that instance because I think that's exactly why is that they're they want, and the reason I, I refrain from using the word loose too much is because even the word itself, I think I've told you before, it's like lose and be quiet, which is why I respect you because you talk about it a lot. Um, but I prefer the word power because it sounds more positive and it's like, yes, they do want us to lose our power and yeah. be quiet about it. Yeah. Because if we're talking about at a certain point, at a certain level of deception, and I think, you know, the world we live in, what you were when you were talking about here earlier, mm-hmm. this is hell. This is the dream of hell. This is the dream of massive deception, ultimate deception. We don't even know what we are, who we are, where we are, mm. you know, because we're so deceived. Um, so yes, we are. About how, when when like, you say here, we are in hell, yeah. right? kind of, kind of, but we can create our personal heaven and then resonate that and do yeah. our best to do that with the little bit of time we have. In Westworld, Peter Abernathy, Dolores' dad, he says, hell is empty and all the devils are here. It's like, yep. I, I, I love that show. We do. We, we resonate on that, HB. We both we love really that show. Do. That is a, a masterpiece of television. I'm not even a huge television fan, but that I'm not one, really either. <sighs> it just cuts, it hits so many different levels and layers. Of, and it, it's so many of these things that we talk about. Ford, I, I, I love the, Ford. Oh, Dr. Robert Ford, he's the best. His, his soliloquies, yeah. I, I could just quote him all day. I feel, and he, I feel like it's major revelations. One, I, oh, the how the everything is the, the power. It's in episode mistake. one. Yeah, you know, and that's so one. true. That's in episode one. Making I was mistakes. Like, when I went back and listened, I was like, that's in episode one? Like, that was like my main takeaway from the whole show. The power of the mistake. <laughs> Yeah. The, the reason you're here, Bernard. It's like, it, yeah, the reason yep. we are here is a series of people who have made mistakes over a lifetime and learned from them. And I like, I like the quote, like, we are the architects of our own fortune. That fortune can be good or bad, misfortune. But we are ultimately in control of how that next step is 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 taken. I don't know. There's just something about 
choice. And uh, again, you, you have the agreements, the agreements. I think are when, when you choices. say, when you say we render our reality, I believe that that is we almost we equivalent, almost equivalent to saying we write our own narrative or we write our own story because yeah, choose your own adventure. the real reality is like just this moment of light. Like the sounds that we're making even over these wires, over this Zoom call, like that's just, those are just like agreements that we've agreed to that this sound means this. And I can't even know for sure whether you're interpreting what I'm saying the way that I mean it, you know? Like I'm responsible for what I say, but you're responsible for what you understand. And like just the shared, we, we speak English. Okay, well, how was English created and who made those agreements? You I know, know, language really is one of the most fascinating things of these. And That's we where all... a lot of the magic is, the word magic. We've, we've, we always talk about that. It always comes into play. Always, and I always have it right here at the very, at the absolute ready, Pao Chang's mm -hmm. word magic, because I feel like this just explores it all. It just really goes into it. I, I probably bring this book up every, <laughs> every other episode, if not every episode. It's uh, a good book. It is a good book. And the Four Agreements is better though. I, I still haven't read it, but I will on, on and, this and the and the and the fifth agreement and uh, the three questions. Let and me just start with like, the let me just start with the first four. I, I could I could actually run off like eighteen of them, but you know, we'll start you with, with Yeah, a we'll start with baby steps. I like number four too. Very good. Okay. <laughs> well, G, this was this was so this I feel like I, I knew I was going to have a deep conversation with you. I knew that I was going to hit on things, be challenged, be challenged a bit, which I love, expand my thinking, which I love, solidify certain things, which also feels nice, you know? These are what make, this, this is what makes like this whole endeavor worth it and meaningful is having these experiences and I have them all the time even like in even in my dms you know people like sending me stuff and we're like minds getting blown left or right and like people are starting to see things and they're like oh my gosh and I just love that but you know this conversation that we've had we've been talking for an hour and a half almost you know and it's just like that it just goes by so quickly I'm so amazed by how quickly um time how how fluid and, and malleable time can be when you're like really in the moment. And like you said, the moment is all we have, this moment, this moment of life. But if we can like super tune in, we can slow it down. We can well, our story, our story, I feel like we can't escape our story. Like we can in, oh, yeah. in, in through meditation or like whatever. But then at the end of the day, like you have to come back in this world of people, of storytellers. Everybody's telling stories, but like, I think we can create a world where those stories are more of a clear reflection of reality than like a lot of the distortion that and noise that you know exists in in here. So much noise. This dream of hell. <laughs> yeah, this dreams. We I do feel like we're kind of trapped in some sort of dream world, trying to wake up. You know, the metaphorical wake up is maybe it's not so meta. Maybe it's like literal. It's like time to wake up, literally. <laughs> mm -hmm. I do have to say just a little bit um, because I know if anybody like goes and checks out my podcast, they might be looking for like super deep, like very similar to what we're talking about here. Um, I've really been focused on like going back and talking to people like from my past friends and stuff like that. So a lot of the um, content might not be quite as deep as like me and HV. I've had a few 
like internet famous type people like HBO and some of those. You said how to get a great conversation. I haven't had Nick. I haven't oh. had I haven't had Nick on. Oh, no. oh no, you were talking oh, about Chris to. X Matt. You were talking about Chris Matt. Yeah. Chris X Matt. Conspiracy. I had Conspiracy on. Um, I had Allison McDowell, like I said, I had her on. And I mean, some of my friends are able to go relatively deep, but like I'm really trying to go back to my roots and like, you know, um I think we're all connected. And so no matter how like quote unquote enlightened or like whatever I might be, like in, unless I'm willing to like apply that and share that with the people that made me who I am, then like I'm not fulfilling my purpose. So just a warning to anybody who like goes and checks out my my podcast. Like, yeah, a lot of those conversations are just like me smoking, smoking weed and drinking with my friends. So just be aware of that. That's <laughs> To reconnect is just as special. I feel like this process can be disconnecting, kind of, you know. I mean, I'm I'm always I'm always me, but yeah, you know, meeting. I'm, glad you're connecting I'm with always peace. I'm. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was about to say. Is like yeah. I try to meet people where they are, and so yeah. like meeting you where you are, like we're able to go. <laughs> you know, do the but moon. like do the moon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so quick! Like, what do you think you know, about the moon? It just is like, what it is. Like the real, yeah. you know, quick, quick. I know when they. I, <laughs> You can't believe anything we just they had the say, super moon. Right? But, we just had the one super of, blood, super moon or whatever. Super flower blood moon. One of the stories that, that I heard that, and it's funny, I'm going to use the word resonate here. One of the stories that actually resonated with me, and I was like, that resonates as a true story, right? Mm-hmm. Or a true, like, they're trying to send me a true message, right? They're not trying to distort things. They're, even though you have to, by using words, you're automatically distorting it. But you can try to use those words to be as clear as possible. You can right. intend to be a clear mirror, right? And so the story of like when they dropped something on the moon and it rang like a bell, I was like, that's really interesting. Like it rang like a bell, like it's hollow. Like it doesn't, it's it, a thud is what would happen if it was solid, right? Like, yeah. and it's definitely put there. Like <sighs> eclipses couldn't happen by chance. Like that, the fact that it is that size that, and it's the proper distance from whatever we're on to make an eclipse at all. You know, that's the last song on Dark Side of the Moon is Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, just the thought of an eclipse, that's perfection. That's mm-hmm. proof that there is an intelligent design to what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, a perfection. In so yeah, that's yeah. what I think about that. I, bell, I, I think it rang like a bell. I think bell that, is interesting. Like, there's a I'm lot of stuff to believe and not right believe now. about, yeah. What do you think about that? That's crazy to me. I don't even know what well, to think first, about that. Well, first, sound doesn't travel in space. Like, sound waves don't travel like that in space. Like, so what are they all, trying to tell us then? They're def- it's, the bell is definitely important. You can't unring a bell. There's something about that. Bells are, bells are actually fascinating. Um, they're fascinating in their construction, even how they're made. And, and the wheel that, that, like, spins a bell in a church whatever looks exactly like the wheel, the same exact wheel that they start using old movie projectors. Like there's some, like there's a template with like the, the, I got really into old bells recently. I don't, I don't think it's like a, a sh- I saw expression. you had like one, 
you had like a thread or something. I had, on, a, I had a thing on Bell's. Story I'm on Instagram. Of, I'm, I'm really into it right now. I did it. I did an explanation and exploration, but like I, you did something on sand. I love this stuff. I do. Love I know. It. I, I you say, never like, know what's going to catch my. Me. You know. It would exhaust the fuck out of me. But I, I you're an, you're an interesting follow for well, sure. One of them was Bell's, and so the fact that and actually recently, okay, so I hear every day there's this ice cream man that's got a little ice cream cart, and I hear this tingling from like miles oh, yeah, away yeah, I can yeah. just hear it I can just hear it coming from miles away and I can and it's Same. just like I got the ice cream guy hello <laughs> it's like you hear that noise and I just catch it and I'm like it's something about the bucket there's something about the bells and it's like the bells I keep getting reminded of bells all the time I just said that to myself I was like there's it's something about the bells and the fact that you even just brought on up our the phone bell, right the I ask you about the bell. moon and you bring up a bell and I'm like it's always about the bell like i feel like that sometimes about sand i'm like it always goes back to sand or it's like always goes back to this and it's like bells is one of those things that i'm having right now that i need to uh, it's, it's on my even head. even like on our social media though right the notification bell yeah we get a little ding yeah the bells something about the bell and like you wake up you like ring a bell to like wake people up to like the alarm bells like a oh man that's you're taking it to another level there eee! I usually do. I usually do. <laughs> well, this was wonderful. I'm so, next time we'll have Rambo. Next time, uh, I just got this burst to, to ch chat with people and scheduling. I was just like, I got. I'll just, I'll just do it. Rambo, you sleep because <laughs> right now, who knows? I think it's like, yeah, it's like very, very, very late in in Rambo and Rambo's world. Um, so, well, next time we're gonna. I'm gonna. I love this. I actually, I, I, I knew that this conversation was gonna be amazing. It was. Um, I hope everybody in the audience, uh, again, caveat, the more, more recent episodes may not be mind expanding, but hey, sometimes it's really wonderful just to hear people vibing, <laughs> you know, and chatting, especially with people that they, sometimes that's, sometimes that's a one, like, you don't always want your mind blown. I don't always listen to conspiracy <laughs> podcasts. I listen to regular old stuff because my brain needs a break every once in a while. So anyway, um, <laughs> well, that's why Westworld is truly a masterpiece. Cause it's like, it's giving your brain a break and like letting you know all like, if, if your brain doesn't want to break, know. it's awesome. If, if your brain wants a break, awesome. If your brain doesn't want to break, awesome. Like watch Westworld. Yeah. That's the takeaway like, from this uh, podcast. Oh, oh, except when it gets really <laughs> violent, except when everyone's dying and like some, some episodes are way more violent than others. And I have to, I, I don't like, I suffer through it, but I don't like violence on TV. I just don't like. I don't like violence yeah. anywhere. But um, I guess I just kind of, I just remind myself, you know, it's, it's not real. Not, yeah, it's not I real. <laughs> I still went, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. these are actors. It's yeah. made. They're it's trying to make it real blood. on purpose. Yeah, not real that's blood. what makes it fun, you know. <laughs> Even that's a big metaphor, I think, for everything we see on TV or through our screens. And oh, we could just Westworld. You've done it again. You've done it again. <laughs> Okay. No well, kidding. again, this is a, a wonderful chat. Um, I'll, I'm gonna, ch um, I'm gonna link to you in the show notes. Um, but if, if give the audience, let the audience know anything, any final maybe parting thoughts or, or where they can find you or what's you know next on your, on your to do list for things to share in your world. Um, so yeah, one of my next uh, podcasts is gonna be with my dad, which I think <gasps> is gonna be a really interesting one. Whoa! Um, when did you decide to do that? Yeah. Uh, well, he actually asked me, he was oh, like, cool. could I come on? And I was like, cause I'm, you know, especially recently since I've been doing it with friends and stuff, he was like, I got some things I want to say. I was like, all right. You know, one of my favorite episodes on sit, Patreon. You can sit in the hot seat. Was with Rambo's dad. We had Rambo's dad come. And that was the, my favorite episode. There's something to that. There's something to, yeah. 
Oh, wow. I can't wait to listen to that. Are you going to have it on just as a continuing uh, like, so podcast I am on, I am on YouTube. I'm uh -huh. on YouTube. Um, I try to put like my favorite clips um, and like I, I, there are some full episodes on there, ones that I particularly liked, not necessarily the deepest ones, but just ones that I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm all of my episodes are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll so. link to those and to and Anchor. Anchor is the podcast platform I use. So you can also go to like anchor.fm and find me on there, the balancing act. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much where you can. And then in, on Instagram, I'm the balancing act. I don't need, I don't, there's like some underscores in there, but if you, <laughs> if you search, uh, you know, like who yeah. HV follows, then you should find it. I'm oh, yeah. the yin yang guy. Yes, the yin-yang symbol, the black and white. That's how I'm always looking for you. I'm like, where's the little yin-yang symbol? <laughs> I, it's kind of interesting how we get to know people also visually through their avatars. You know, oh, that's okay. Way. Actually, I do have a final point I want to make. I think the yin-yang is also one of the most distorted symbols Ooh. because they try to make it about good and evil. Yeah. And actually, would I think like it's about balance and like it, being on either, like weighing either the darkness or the light like too heavily is where evil can come in because like if you're in the if you're in the light you can get blinded by the light and if you're in the darkness and you're not acknowledging the light like that's when life can get you're blaming everybody else you know you're not taking enough responsibility you're blaming society and the dream for not living your dream you know right. and the balance is like being able to bring the light to the darkness when you're in a situation that feels like you're around darkness and dark people dark energies you bring light to that you know and when you're around people that are ignoring the problems of the world and, and drinking and, you know, living their high class lifestyle, you mm -hmm. want to like acknowledge like, hey, you know, there's like a lot of poor people like struggling to eat right now. You know what I mean? Like, right. so, right. I mean, that's just a very simplified version, but I try to like keep it real around people that are maybe like living too happily in, in this, mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say too happily because if you're truly happy, like that's great. But like, it's almost like a, some people are like fake happy, you know, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, yeah. but some people are just like so well taken blinded. care of that. Blind, blinded yeah. in a way. Like, yeah. Blinded by the light, pretty much. Blinded yeah. by the light. Well, I, I, I love that we ended with questioning the most basic symbols that make up everything. We have to question everything. Nothing is sacred. Question the yin yang, you know, question these things. Right. Question. Yeah. Balance, like, balance is good. Not, yeah, the not good and evil. We're, good we're and told. evil. Like exactly. balance is good. E either going either side, and that's like where I don't want to say it's necessarily evil because you can you can fluctuate back and forth. But if you get stuck on either side, I think that's when evil can start to cultivate itself within you. You know, because you have you have if you're if you're in the light and you're not acknowledging the dark, then you're like not you're kind of living a lie. Because you know you're denying part of reality. If you're in the darkness and you're not like trying to bring love to that then you're like denying love you're, you're also like still denying reality like either one of those can be evil i'm not saying like either one it necessarily is but if you go too far into darkness or too far into the light like either one of those could be evil but the like balance yeah, is like almost perfection it's like just like it's where the circle is you know the whole yin yang is within a circle that's the perfection yeah and a circle and a circle is perfect yeah there's there's no mm -hmm. I think I think Ford even says something about the circle being perfect. I don't know. 
Anyway, it is, again, back to Westworld. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, um, right? This was amazing. I've said that already a million times. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I'll link to all I'll your let things. You go, but I, the, the yin yang had to. I had to had to do that. No, I love I love it. I, I my, I'm you know semi recently questioning like the Nazi symbol. It was it's not that it's only the the quote unquote Nazi symbol oh. for a, a, a few decades. Before that, a sliver. You know, a sliver of time before that, it was attributed to all all sorts of different like early Eastern religions. Has nothing to do. It's like it's just these symbols that get appropriated through history and who knows what history is, even is and just like. But the, ultimately, there's a reason this symbol is is baked into our consciousness. They want us to see it. They want us to see that there's something powerful about these symbols, and they want us to like see it but not understand it. So that goes back to maybe the yin yang, how we're told it's one thing, but we can explore it as another. I think way. they're alive. Symbols. I alluded to it earlier. I think symbols, being symbols alive. are alive. Yeah. Yeah. Ideas are alive. Yeah, they're all vying for our attention, just like actual people vie for our attention. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Ideas are alive and they're contagious. Yeah. I think that's the symbol. Like, you know, that's what part of what they're doing by putting them in our faces, like, you know, trying to mold a narrative that that symbol represents. Yeah. Well, protect your, protect what goes into your mind, protect what, protect what goes on in your mind and protect what goes into your mind. Yeah. I love these conversations. Me too. Me too. Okay, well, we'll talk soon. This was so wonderful. Thank you so much. Do you believe in repair? What if the kingdom of heaven's within you? Do you think you would enter, huh? What do you know, huh? How do you know truth? From the pity of your soul or just cause somebody told you? Do you think about what you think about? Do you see yourself in the people that you hang around? Keep quiet. Let me think aloud. What's enough? Wanna break it down? Question your perceptions, I'ma break it down, down And question your perceptions, do you ever Question your perceptions, do you ever Question it all, yeah What if your money was worthless? Then would you know what you're worth is? And reconsider living with a purpose How would you determine what work is? Are you seeking what's easy to purchase? Or is it deeper than what's on the surface, do you Question your perceptions, ever have a soul is real, huh? It ain't your politicians Know your status All of that is fiction So it's real, huh? It ain't your entertainment Know the industry I heard is filled with fake shit And I need truth I need truth over everything yeah. I need truth I need truth above all else so I need truth I need truth over everything yeah. Give me the truth Give me the truth Give me the truth, yeah